Previously on At The Movies with Arch Campbell and Lou Katz. When you hear the sound of the chimes, just remember, that's the spot where we would put in a paid commercial. <laughs> so if you'd like to buy a commercial in this thing, you bong, 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 bong. That means let's make some dough. <laughs> Hello, America. What's that Paul Harvey's bit? Hello, America. <laughs> I'm Lou Katz, former legendary Washington, oh, D.C. still are, still are. <laughs> radio voice. And now, the Katz oh. Podcasting System mm. presents At the Movies with Arch Campbell <laughs> and, yes, yours truly, Lou Katz, along oh. with a cast of thousands. <laughs> Maybe one other person. And no one getting a cent out of this. Yes. And now, please, please welcome the guy who spends an entire winter at a drive-in oh. theater watching... Closed for the season. <laughs> you like that? It's closed for the season. Arch, I was there all winter. Arch Campbell. Hello, America. Remember that? Paul Harvey used Paul to start. Harvey. Paul Harvey. And Hello, then, then America. He yeah. went in with Paul Harvey. Good day. Good. And uh, I worked with a guy at NBC named Bob Kerr. Did I ever tell I you this I remember Bob Kerr. Very, very nice guy. And we were talking about our radio days. Right. And he worked at a small station, I think, outside of Chicago. And they carried Paul Harvey. Wow. And so he decided that he would tape Good Day. <laughs> and he started uh, stretching out the pause between Paul Harvey and good. So Paul Harvey would finish his program and he'd go, Paul Harvey. And then uh, Kerr would cut the feed and leave a gap. And, and every day the gap got longer and longer <laughs> and longer. He got it up to like 45 seconds. And that day the general manager walked in and said, damn that Paul Harvey. What's with that? Age is getting to him. So that's hey, my you know Bob. Harvey we uh, Bob. Do you keep in touch with Bob Kerr at all? Uh, I tried to uh, book him on my show when he left. Um, he went. He left NBC and he went to the uh, Washington Post all news radio station. Right, I remember which, that uh, closed down. And after that, I think he left town and went back to where he came from, either upstate New York huh. or uh, Illinois might be fun to talk to him and get some old war stories from yeah. from Channel 4. I I, um, <laughs> I think he's totally put it in his rearview mirror. Really? But I I will reach out to him. It might be cool. Maybe he's on Facebook. Uh, well, let's see. We got some shout-outs. Cool. A couple of shout-outs to make. Uh, we got to mention Tony Morrison, oh. who passed away this week and is receiving quite a lot of attention and accolades uh, among other things she won the nobel prize for literature and i am uh, particularly remembering her novel beloved which caught oprah winfrey's attention and oprah turned it into a yeah, classic movie. film right thandy newton danny glover kimberly elise and oprah from 1998 i don't think it was the commercial success Mm -mm. She wanted, but uh, Oprah really contributed to Toni Morrison's career. And uh, there's a man, D.A. Pennybaker. You may not know his name, but he is one of the greatest documentarians of our time. And his documentaries include Monterey Pop. Hmm. Remember that from sure, the 60s? sure. And he did the Bob Dylan profile, Don't Look Back. And that is... 
That is, you know, you see uh, people with big uh, cards with messages on them. Mm -hmm. Well, that comes from that documentary, Don't Look Back. Dylan did that. And uh, D.A. Pennybaker produced The War Room which showcased uh, James Carville and uh, George Gosh, I Stephano. remember that. And that was quite Uh-oh. a movie. Yeah. And really was the, you know, it, it kind of touched off the modern uh, political campaigns because it showed uh, Carville running uh, oh, Clinton's campaign. Truly political geniuses there. And since we're on the subject of our dear friend Bill Clinton. Nice segue there, Arch. I just want to mention that American <laughs> Crime Story is going to dramatize the Bill Clinton Monica Lewinsky scandal. Uh, you know, they did uh, uh, O.J. Simpson. Right. Uh, and uh, they did the uh, Giovanni Versace uh, series, and now they're going to do the Lewinsky scandal. And uh, they have cast Beanie Feldstein. Right. You know who she is? Yeah, it's uh, Jonah Hill's sister, right? And she's in a really good movie this summer called uh, Booksmart, and she's done a couple of other things, but she's going to play Monica Lewinsky. Complete with blue dress, I guess. <laughs> Come on, you know um, I had to go there. I had to go there. Well, here's they're gonna air it in September of 2020. Oh, yeah, right, right. as the election <laughs> right. is right before the election, up. the presidential election, and a lot of people are up in arms over that. But I, I will watch no matter what. I I will watch. I can't wait. Anything else? A uh, one last shout out. The Emmys have announced that they will not have a host. The Emmys are going to air September 22nd. You know the Oscars didn't have... Right. <laughs> there they go. <laughs> it's the end of talent. As we know it. <laughs> the, they're well, not going to have a host. Well, you know, I think, Arch, they save a lot of time. They do. And the shows have always always gotten complaints that they've run way too long and too much just filler and, and stuff like that. I hate that. to say it, but I think they're better without a host. Yeah. So so there we go. So uh, we're getting toward the end of the summer, and I just uh, uh, I will review The Kitchen on Hound Radio, mm-hmm. and I can give you a little hint right now. It stinks. <laughs> That's the <laughs> Melissa McCarthy Arch, don't crime. sugar. Don't, don't sugarcoat it, buddy. Tell us how you really feel. But uh, let's bring in my dear friend, a guy I like so much. He's Arch Jr. He doesn't quite know it yet, but he's, uh, he's on WTOP Radio and a film professor as well, and a very nice guy, Jason Fraley. So let's bring Jason in to discuss the end of the summer movie season. Hey, Jason. There's a couple of things I want to ask you about. Did you see The Kitchen? I did. I saw The Kitchen earlier this week, yeah. Well, are are we in agreement on The Kitchen, the Melissa McCarthy crime novel? (laughs) I thought it stunk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think think we're pretty in line on that one. And it's a shame because, you know, the the cast is so great. I love Elizabeth Moss from Handmaid's Tale, Melissa McCarthy, of course, Bridesmaids, Tiffany Haddish, Hilarious and Girls Trip. Because of that, you know, I think I went in expect maybe it's my expectations. I went in expecting, you know, maybe a little bit of a, a lighter take there, you know, with McCarthy and Haddish. Um, but man, this sucker um, was at, at times very bizarre and other times, you know, extremely violent, shocking um, to almost off-putting after a while. It's hard to sort of sympathize. I never bought the uh, the plot points. I never bought uh, their rise to fame. And uh, I loved Elizabeth Moss, by the way. She she was quite uh, frightening as someone, uh, you know, a really uh, tough uh, mob mall. 
<laughs> but I just I never bought it, and that's a, that's a shame. Yeah, kind of. You mentioned she was tough, you know, as they're as they're uh, cutting cutting up the body. She's the only that's not squeamish, kind of like um, uh, Michael Corleone. You know, his hand is the one that's not shaking. Uh, uh, while poor Enzo is, uh, you know, shivering with that cigarette. But, uh, yeah, so this one, we should tell everyone, it's set in Hell's Kitchen in the 70s. You know, three wives watch their husbands get arrested at the convenience store, and then they decide to take over the racket. It's director uh, Andrea Berloff, who I think she co-wrote Straight Outta Compton. Now she's making her directorial debut. I will say I liked all of her, you know, her period visuals. You got that 70s wardrobe, uh, the footnack soundtrack, sort of going for that American Hustle vibe. But again, man, I, I'm with you. The the plot points seem to just kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. The story was uneven. Uh, Domhnall Gleeson's character, you know, randomly shows up as <laughs> a, a savior character. Just happens to turn up. Yeah, it, it, a lot of it seems so forced and, and random. I agree with you. I think um, I think uh, viewers should save their money and, and go back and watch that Viola Davis movie, Widows, last year, which I thought was done way better. Similar theme, but way better. Or even TV's uh, Good Girls with Christina Hendricks. I think I think both were way more um, believable than The Kitchen. And it's the kind of movie that they dump at the end of the summer, and we are at the end of the summer, so we gotta we gotta throw a positive spin out here. So I asked you if you could come up with a list. Yes, Jason, a list of five summer movies that you and Arch can compare. Why don't you go ahead and start now? All right, yeah, for sure. Um, the five that I really liked this summer in no particular order really and just off memory once upon a time in hollywood the, the tarantino movie was so great oh that's number one on you know this is why i'm i'm so wild about you because we're on the same exact page how many times have you seen it two or three <laughs> i've seen it twice i went back to the afi and saw it in the big theater in uh, 35 millimeter and just, I, I got totally different stuff out of it the second time. And the second time, I, I appreciated the dialogue more than the first time. Speaking of the dialogue, I think one of my favorite lines was uh, they were asking if he if he wants to do, you know, if they wanted to do a hit of acid while he's drinking. <laughs> and he says, my booze don't need a buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just those great Tarantino lines in there. And I actually think, you know, it was him being a more mature and and restrained um than in past movies i mean yeah there's the big violent finale which you liked how they you know they kind of it, it is a, it is surprising finale where, where they go with it i was glad with you know with the, how they handled the whole manson family sharing right. thing it was, it was i was pleasantly surprised with that but up until it, it's, it's a lot of driving around old hollywood so i mean i'm sure you were eating that up like catnip and all, a lot of old references and putting um what was it? Replacing Steve McQueen <laughs> with Leo DiCaprio in The Great Escape. There's just for cinephiles, it is it is just a delight. You get it. That is my era, and I was in Hollywood in the uh, early '70s, and we did drive around with the windows down, and there was no traffic on the freeways, and you know it was a wonderful, joyful time, and that to me, that mix of joy with the uh the menace of the Manson family and then the uh the fairy tale ending uh I loved it. I think it's my favorite movie of the summer. That's so great. Yeah, if there's one thing I could change about it, I think I wish they would have given um Sharon Tate's character a little more Margot Robbie. I mean, I guess mm -hmm. um I guess uh, I know my wife said that she she wanted a little bit more than just her sort of driving around and walking on sidewalks. It's a, it's a very much of like a, that you know sort of the, I guess like a, a male gazy kind of a idealized you know image of her, 
But I do, um, you know, I think it, I agree with you. I think it's one of the, easily one of the best movies of the summer, for sure. So that's one. I saw uh, earlier, I, I took, I was a little behind in seeing it, but I'm glad I finally did. Uh, the Farewell with Aquafina. Did you see that? Yes. It's a fascinating premise, uh, supposedly based on a true story, or they say based on a real life, you know, family lie. This family finds out that the, the matriarch, uh, the, the grandmother, is dying of cancer. And as, you know, fitting with the culture, they're, they're worried that if they tell her, she's going to die sooner. So they agree all together to to uh, not tell her she's dying. They all fly out to, to China and stage a, a ruse of a wedding, which is not a real wedding. It's just they're, you know, they're, they're, what an excuse to fly in and see grandma one last time. And I thought the grandma actress was great. I thought it was great to see Aquafina in a, a more serious role, um, showing, you know, holding back that emotion of she wants to cry so bad about her grandmother about the past, but she can't show it because she doesn't want to spoil the ruse. Um, you know, we, we saw her hilarious in Chris Asia in Ocean's 8, but she shows a really serious side here. I'm really impressed with her, Aquafina, and I she I understand her fame was as a rapper. Yeah, and at first she was, first that was how she, you know, became famous, and then, you know, in some of these more mainstream movies, and this is definitely more of a an indie flick, but it reminded me of those sort of those old, quieter, patient, uh, like those Ozu movies like Tokyo Story back in mm-hmm. the 50s. It kind of remi- had that sort of vibe of you know, appreciating your grandparents. That that was the theme. I remember when I walked away from the story, I wanted to call my grandparents, and I think you're going to want to here. And a nice little surprise uh, in the final frame. A nice little twist, I think. Absolutely, yeah. I met your grandparents at your wedding, by the way, and really enjoyed meeting them. <laughs> they loved me. That was the highlight of their <laughs> night, too, more than us even getting married. Yeah. <laughs> I, I doubt that. So uh, the farewell's on my list, too. What's three? Again, it isn't, it isn't any particular order, but I... I freaking loved um, – it got mixed reviews, but I loved that Danny Boyle movie yesterday about ah. when guy wakes up and there's no – the Beatles music hasn't, hasn't existed. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's directed by Danny Boyle of Slumdog Millionaire and written by Richard Curtis who wrote Love Actually. Um, and, you know, based on based on that, there's, you know, love actually has its its lovers and haters too. So, I mean, I guess if you don't really like the sentimental or whimsical fantastical, maybe you might not like yesterday, but I loved it. Our friend Dan Hornaday wasn't excited about it, but it is, it's on my list of five great summer movies yesterday. And everybody I've talked to who uh, watched it, or many people, uh, the, the feedback has been terrific. It's just one of those nice summer comedies and a great premise that he's the only guy who remembers the Beatles. Yeah, I love those great magical realist premises where it's something extraordinary happening in the ordinary world. But I really, I love their the romance with him and Lily James. I love her too. Yeah, absolutely. Her and Baby Driver, she was great. But I also, I just love the, um, just sort of the themes and the message and, you know, always tell the truth no matter what, I think is what the main character's told. And um, and in the end, you know, you know, learning what priorities are in life. I think maybe, maybe because like, <laughs> you just mentioned I just got married and everything, but that end scene with them and the kids on the carnival, you know, I don't know. It just it reminded me that fame and fortune isn't everything. I think it's a movie that has its priorities in the right place, a great magical, whimsical uh, premise. And, of course, you get all that all that great Beatles music. And also, without spoiling anything, my favorite scene uh, is seeing what would, how do we say this, the things that would would not exist, you know, products and things that would not exist and things that might still exists uh, had the Beatles not been around. Well, you and I are three for three. And then I would say uh, 
Toy Story 4, I guess I'll throw in there. I love Forky. <laughs> Uh, you know, they just don't make bad movies, the Pixar people and the Toy Stories. They managed to uh, to move them along. Uh, the character of Woody by Tom Hanks is, uh, is practically, uh, you know, a classic cinema figure now. And uh, Forky, the new character with Tony Hale, it was a perfect role for Tony Hale, whom everybody knew from Veep. And uh, and th- those films are just delightful. Absolutely, I will. Ne- I for one will never forget when I saw the original one in 1995. So uh-huh. I was about um, God. I was probably I was like uh, 11. And um, <laughs> <laughs> um, man, but you would you, even as a kid, you could see, wow, this isn't the normal hand drawn animation. This is this something new, and it's the first feature length digitally animated. It, it was mind blowing. Not to mention just a great buddy comedy with Tim Allen and. Tom Hanks. I, I will. I did wish that we got a little bit more of a Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story Four. It does. It did become more of the Woody story, which is fine. I mean, I, I thought the animation was great. And again, like you said, Tony Hale is Forky with him making those beelines towards the trash. It was the trash. <laughs> run, running towards the dumpster. I, I, I come on. How do you not like? You just have to giggle when you see that. <laughs> okay, we're four for four. I can't wait to hear your last and fifth uh, great summer movie. I'm sure this is where we'll differ because I wouldn't even call it a great summer movie, but I think it was solid, and I felt like I had to throw a superhero flick in there. So I'll I'll say the Spider-Man movie, Far From Home. I enjoyed it. I I enjoy I enjoy um I enjoy that new actor that plays in Tom Holland and and uh, Zendaya. I thought they have a, a really good teen romance in the first one, and in this one, I enjoy the, Jake Jake Gyllenhaal and that whole premise. Yeah, he gets he gets to give his big uh, villain speech, which is a little over the top with exposition. But other than that, I thought you know with the drones and the holograms and all that stuff, I thought that was an interesting way to breathe new life into a genre that I'm personally sort of getting tired of. <laughs> yeah, but I agree with you. I think it's representative of the summer. It's not on my list, but but I agree. All right, Arch. Now, how about your fifth favorite summer movie? Booksmart. Oh yeah. Does that count as the Does that count as the summer? <laughs> because I like Benny Feldstein a lot, and you know she's going to play Monica Lewinsky. In uh, in the new American Crime uh, series uh, that will air right before the election, and uh, I like her, and I liked the movie, and I liked Olivia Wilde who uh, directed uh, Booksmart, but I think uh, Spider Man is probably more representative. If I was going to really get off into tangents, I'd also talk about the Mike Wallace documentary which just personally to me, I just loved every minute of it because I remember the early days of his career. Okay, Jason, how would you actually rate this summer overall? Uh, I think it's, I think it's similar to previous summers. I never really, um, I never really held out much hope for the summers in recent years because you know I used to love it because you would get your big, you know, when I was a kid, you'd build up, yeah. you'd build up to your big Batman, and that would be awesome, and or you would get your big Jurassic Park, or you know, it, you you knew which movie it was building to. Yeah. This year, I mean, even with Disney, they did Dumbo, Aladdin, and Lion King. Like one of those should have been the big tent pole, and let's have all the merchandising and everything building to that and instead it's it all seems it's like their message is more is more or we get avengers and spider-man and you know like i don't know i i'm but i i think i'm old soul in that regard let me let me uh miss the franchises a little more 
um, before you bring them back. But, um, oh, I mean, I don't know. Going through that list right there of, of indies and blockbusters, I mean, we got the Tarantino and Farewell and Yesterday. I mean, I think there's been some good ones. And even the even the blockbusters like Toy Story, I think, was uh, was solid too. So it was it was decent, I guess. And uh, let's remind people, Booksmart is actually coming out on streaming here, I think, on the 20th of this month. So get back, catch back up with that. Good catch. Jason, it's always great talking to you. And, uh, you know, I, I think you've got great sense for film. Home, our listeners, our podcast people, we can uh, all hear you on WTOP Radio, and uh, and you you are cutting a wide swath on there. You're doing entertainment and theater and movies, and uh, you know I I salute you. I love what you're doing. Thanks, man. Yeah, today we had Aerosmith, and earlier we had I Love Lucy's uh, their daughter Lucy and Des's yeah. daughter. It's 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 over the map. It's a lot, but it's. it's <laughs> It's all fun. <laughs> Aerosmith to Lucy, that says it all. And, and uh, happiness to you as a newlywed. Always great talking to you. Jason Fraley, yes. let's give him a big round all of right. applause. And let's tune into WTOP. And I'll look for you soon, Jason. Thanks, guys. And now a break to remind you, this is the Cats <laughs> podcasting system. Welcome back to At The Movies Mm. with Arch Campbell and Lou Katz Uh and a cast of thousands (laughs) coming to you from an underground bunker far, far beneath Bethesda, Maryland. (laughs) Are you going to let me out of here today? (laughs) Yes, I will. The Katz (laughs) Podcasting Mm. System, also the home of Hound Radio on the Internet. Please give us a listen. Use your floppy ears and I think you'll enjoy it. You can find us at houndradio.com. Your music is like the great days of Wash FM yeah, or W Light, yeah. you know, if you uh, go back. To, right, if you go back many, many a year. Uh, it's got a little bit of something for everybody, and we throw in all kinds of little twists and turns. We have a Motown Monday. Oh. We do every like Monday. That. And then we have a Wacky Wednesday where we fill up the day with uh, one hit wonders. I'm so old, I have Motrin Monday. <laughs> <laughs> You like that? Hey, I gotta, I gotta add that to the, add that to the schedule. Motrin Monday. Oh, by the way, if you happen to have uh, maybe a little wisecrack or oh. a, a question, please hmm. feel free to email either yours truly or Arch. Yes. You can reach us Arch at houndradio.com. That's Arch at houndradio.com or me Lou L O O at houndradio.com. You're listening to At The Movies with Arch Campbell and Lou Katz and a cast of thousands. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's back by popular demand. <laughs> I demanded that we do this again. <laughs> it's Ask Arch, the yes. podcast feature yes. that lets you, our lone listener, <laughs> ask the questions. God, this is nice stationery. Does your uh, wife know you're wasting <laughs> stuff on this it's silly got my bit? old address on it. <laughs> So, okay. ready to dump. Uh, our, our first yes. letter. Who have we heard from? Comes from LaTanya Horn oh. of Arlington. LaTanya <laughs> Horn. I knew a LaTanya Horn <laughs> one time. Hmm. And here's what she writes. Yes. Arch. Yes. I got fined recently 50 bucks for sneaking popcorn into a theater and a drink. What? She brought a popcorn and a drink into a movie theater? Uh, I don't care. I, I, why? Why would they do this? I know the answer. Go ahead, please. LaTanya doesn't care because even with a $50 fine, she saved money. Ah, That's right. Where's the snare drum when we need it? All right. 
Plus, this actually does have your old address on. It's yes, pretty it funny. Does. All yes. right, we go to our second letter here with Ask Arch. Oh, we got we got uh, more than one. We actually got three this week. We, how many did we get? Three. Oh, wow. <clears throat> the okay. mail service has been good to us. This is number two. Uh, this hmm. is from uh, Kim Burton of Upper Montclair, <laughs> New Jersey. Is that where Kim is living now? Upper Montclair, New Jersey. I see. She well. says. Hey, Arch, I yes. went to the movies, Yes. and a horse came and sat down right next to me. Uh, she went to the movies, and a horse sat down next to her in the theater. Kim goes on to say, oh, man. I turned to the horse and uh-huh. said, excuse me, you're a horse. What are you doing in here? Well, I think I read about this one in the paper. <laughs> Know what the horse said? I this is I I saw this story in the paper. She right. turned to the horse and said, "What are you doing here?" The horse says, "I like the book." <laughs> so he went to see the movie. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's your horse. You know, if our listeners would send us funny emails, right, we wouldn't have we to... wouldn't have Ask Arch. <laughs> exactly. But no, no, no. Arch at houndradio.com. <laughs> All right, our third and final, Angus Lamont the Third. Oh, Angus the Third yes. of Chevy Chase, Maryland, mm-hmm. writes. Yes, yes. Arch, my yes. dear friend, who ran our favorite movie theater. Oh, he re- was the manager of right. a movie theater. Recently, yes, yes. sadly, passed away. Oh, 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 oh. When are his services? Please tell me. Four twenty-five, five twenty, <laughs> seven ten, and nine forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> oh god wow oh, man. that's just great once, Thank a, you, ladies and once again if, if you can do better and i'm sure you can send them to arch at houndradio.com very good i love it well my thanks today to jason fraley of wtop for joining us and we will be back next week with another edition of at the movies with arch campbell and luke katz and a cast of thousands i'm arch campbell and i hope you see something good at the movies lou thank you so much always a pleasure and thank you for listening at the movies with arch campbell and lou katz and a cast of thousands comes to you by way of the cats podcasting system cats america's number one name in delicatessens broadway musicals and podcasting